What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Carolinas, Georgia Pro Wrestling Report. I'm your host, Heath Mulliken. If you listen to the Patreon feed of the Double Dropkick Show, you'll know that I record a lot of my podcasts on the road. I'm on my way home from North Carolina on Saturday night. Uh, I was not in North Carolina for a Wrestlecade. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. Uh, First off, it has been a while uh, since I recorded a public Carolina's Georgia Pro Wrestling Report. Uh, If you want to know, if you want all the the behind-the-scenes news, if you want the absolute 100% most analysis of independent wrestling, dare say, in the country, uh, if you want all the stuff that's happening in the Carolinas and Georgia, head on over to patreon.com slash double dropkick for as little as a dollar a month. You can become a patron and you you are going to get gobs and gobs of information and analysis and rumors you're not going to hear anywhere else. We break the stories other people only dream of. Uh, we've broken stories that, um, yeah, we're, we've broken stories that haven't even been broken yet. Uh, we've, we've had signings before other people knew about it. We've had releases before other people knew about it. So it's a lot of fun, but... As I tell my patrons all the time, I'm trying to get in a better habit of recording these public podcasts. Uh, I do so much coverage behind the scenes uh, that I forget there's so much going on in the Carolinas in Georgia. And I want to be very, very clear. I am just one person. And there is so much wrestling, especially in Georgia and North Carolina, it is impossible to cover it all. And so what I do, what I've done, I select a handful of promotions and that's what I stick to. And if I hear uh, news or a rumor about one of the promotions I don't regularly cover, uh, then I'm going to jump on that and you'll get that on uh, the Patreon. And so if you're a promoter, if you're a wrestler, and you're listening to this like, hey, we didn't get any coverage, blah, blah, blah. Well, it it's just impossible. South Carolina, if you didn't know, is uh, regulated by the State Athletic Commission. And so to run a show, to be a wrestler, to be a promoter in South Carolina, there's hoops you got to jump through. And there's a very select few of people, a uh, select group of people, who have done that. Uh, And so as we look into December, there's a couple of things I wanted to do on this episode. I wanted to look ahead uh, at the next couple of weeks, not going to be able to touch on everything in December on this episode, but I wanted to touch on some big shows coming up over the next couple of weeks. I wanted to touch on some things that I'm keeping an eye on. I wanted to touch on some uh, some things I'm hearing from Wrestlecade. And then I want to talk about 
the state of independent wrestling in this region and what that means moving forward. Again, if you're a patron, a lot of this stuff, a lot of this analysis, you've been hearing for weeks. You've known about it for weeks. Uh, so I'm probably going to be jumping all around. Let's talk about WrestleCade. I want to thank Mike Hofer. He and his wife, patrons uh, of the show, were up there. They were the ones dressed like Rowdy Roddy Piper. Tremendous costumes. Uh, they dressed as the Dudley Boys a few years ago and were actually featured on a lot of the promotional materials for WrestleCade. They had a tremendous time. Uh, I've heard only good things other than a couple of the matches at the Super Show. Um, there were matches that occurred that were pleasant surprises. And he also said, you know, there was there were some matches where it was just sad. Um, so again, I also been following uh, Nate and or excuse me, Nick and Myron from the Tapped Out Wrestling Podcast. I am a patron of theirs. Highly, highly recommend. They do some great work. Uh, they cover the major uh, promotions. They cover WWE, AEW, uh, MO. They cover all that stuff. And then uh, they also cover Georgia Wrestling. They're my go-to guys for Georgia Wrestling. Uh, but they do a great job covering uh, the, the major stuff. And matter of fact, they keep me up to date on a lot of what's happening in WWE because I don't... I don't watch WWE, uh, but they were there as well. Heard some really cool, uh, saw some really cool posts from them, and I'm looking forward to uh, talking to them privately and uh, seeing how their trip was. It looks like it was a really good trip. And it, WrestleCade, you know, they had the year off last year because of COVID. It came back with a vengeance. And I wish somebody would tell me the year that I was at WrestleCade. Like, I saw pictures from this year, and it looked like the room was brighter. I don't know what the, the deal, I don't know what the deal was the year we were there. It just seemed very dark. But it looked like a great crowd, lots of really big stars. I mean, you had people there that had never made an appearance, not just at WrestleCade. You had people like FTR who have never made an appearance outside of AEW or WWE. So you had things like that. You had Braun Strowman, lots and lots of people. Uh, to get too, almost too many guests to count, and it was sold out. From what I heard, uh, they had some tickets left for the Fan Fest, but the, the Saturday Night Super Show sold out. I'm curious to hear uh, how some of the panels went, and uh, I'm anxious to, to hear about that. But again, it looks like a tremendous success kudos to Tracy Myers and Brian Hawks. Uh, I'm, I'm always curious how WrestleCade propels AML. AML has had a tremendous year. AML, I would say, attendance-wise, buzz-wise, has had one of their better one of their better years. They've had drawn some really good crowds. They've got that Future Stars division going. Uh, which reminds me, I also want to talk about, uh, as I'm recording this, it is the deadline for you to submit information or submit uh, materials for consideration 
for the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards. I'm going to talk about that. But anyway, kudos to those guys. Uh, Tracy posted a, a month or so ago that someone was interested in buying the WrestleCade brand. And I would say it's never going to, I mean, it's about as valuable as it's going to be right now. A tremendous, tremendous weekend. Uh, I remember we went to the, the first year they did Showcase of Champions. Uh, there were only maybe 200 people there. And I'm hearing they had over 1,200 Friday night. So, again, kudos to those guys. Tracy Myers, one of the good guys in pro wrestling. And so they've, they've truly earned all of their success. So that was this past weekend. Coming up, over the next couple of weeks you got some pretty amazing things happening. You've got Southern Honor uh, is this Friday night. Uh, Sunday, uh, Southern Honor is down in Canton, Georgia. Main event is going to be Owen Knight defending the Southern Honor Championship against AC Mack. Then you've got Sunday, you've got OSCW down in Hanahan, South Carolina. Crazy Steve going to be a part of that show. John Schuyler and the usual cast of characters down there at OSCW. Uh, that's, a, that's a drive I've made several times. Won't be able to make it this weekend uh, due to Sunday responsibilities, but uh, good luck. Uh, good luck to them. There was one other show this weekend that I want to make note of, and I'm drawing a blank. Uh, you've also gotten that come in the next couple of weeks. Action Wrestling is going to have a show uh, down in, uh, or excuse me, Tyrone, Georgia. Another thing that Action Wrestling, I believe, uh, that they're announcing that night, or maybe uh, they're tying in their year-end awards. Uh, kudos to them for doing that. I think more promotions are going to do that, uh, and I'm excited to see uh, what happens with those. Um, it's award season. And there's different awards in different places, some more legitimate than others. Uh, but I think more and more you're going to see promotions. And I'll talk about that a little bit on Patreon this week, of what I think promotions should do as far as awards and, and, and how they can build some buzz and how they can perhaps uh, draw a crowd to a show. I'll have some ideas about that. Then the next week, it is Slam Pack. And again... I'm driving, I'm going without notes. Somebody's gonna be mad. Hey, you forgot to talk about our show. Well, I'm sorry. Um, you message me, we'll get it, we'll get it in there. Um, December the 11th, there are shows everywhere. Georgia, Tennessee. Uh, ironically, not ironically, that's not the right word. Two shows within about 20 minutes of each other. Three Count Pro Wrestling, their annual Country Santa show. This is a fundraiser. This is a toy collection show for Country Santa who provides Christmas to thousands of kids in Pickens County. This has been a tremendous partnership uh, over the last several years, uh, it was canceled uh, several years ago due to we just had a really, 
ridiculous ice storm and uh, had to cancel the show actually day of the show um, but they they always draw a really good crowd um, this uh, this is their Wrestlemania and if you look at the card you're you're gonna see a lot of things come to an end uh, I mean this is they're tying a bow on some things um, there's been a little bit of a rivalry between Jake Jacobs and Ken Magnum. That's coming to a head. You've had a feud for the last four or five months, maybe further than that, friendly fire Jamal Hewins and Bebop against Team Y2X, Nick Kismet, Brandon Paradise. That's coming to a head in a no-DQ match. Uh, then you've got... Uh, the next level championship, which is now a fatal four-way. The champion, Jacob Armachain, uh, he's uh, going up against the Scottish Prince, Joshua O'Gillespie, who's also, they're, they're partners. They're in hearts and minds together. Chase Emery, the blue chipper, also in that match. And then a gentleman who is just a beast, and that is Antonio Morgan, making his debut in three count. Uh, Zuka King will be in action, defending the Battle Zone United States Championship with Perry James in his corner. You, you're going to have the three count tag team titles on the line. Uh, you've got Boomer Payne, who was a champion with Bryce Anthony. Bryce Anthony out with surgery. It's Boomer Payne and his hand-picked partner, Derek Driver, Mr. Debonair. Man, you want to talk about it. Let me just say this. You want to talk about a team that, man, I could get excited about. You want to talk about a team, uh, you know, Boomer Payne has proven he's a veteran wrestler, can really adjust to anybody. De Derek Driver as well. Uh, Derek Driver, former uh, tag team partners with uh, Cash Wheeler, aka Stephen Walters. Former, uh, he's been tag team partner with Mike Moore. He's proven he can work with anybody. This is, I'm telling you, their opponents, Ace Armstrong and Austin Jordan, who are going to be putting some differences aside from previous years, but the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And this is one of those things where Austin Jordan and Ace Armstrong putting their differences aside because of their hatred and their desire to get their hands on Boomer Payne. So the three-count tag team championships on the line there. And then the big one, no pun intended, the three-count heavyweight championship on the line as Big Country defends against P.J. Ellis. P.J. Ellis returned to Three Count Pro Wrestling in August at the Three Count Pro 20 Battle Royal. He won that Battle Royal. He's defended that briefcase. And now that briefcase is being cashed in at Country Santa for a shot at the Three Count Heavyweight title. P.J. Ellis looking. Uh, he's been next level champion there in Three Count before. Had a very brief run with it. But P.J. Ellis 
looking, no pun intended again, to go to that next level to win his first major heavyweight title in wrestling. This is a young man with gobs and gobs of potential. He's a local boy, and that's going to be an exciting match. Can the youth and exuberance and the passion overcome big country? That veteran, uh, a man who's just won the HWA Heavyweight Championship in Rutherfordton, North Carolina. A man who is very decorated. A man I'll talk about a little bit when I talk about the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards. So again, that is Country Santa, Calvary Baptist Church, 11 Tampa Street there in Greenville, bell time, 7 o'clock. If you bring, if you bring an unopened toy, you get half off, you get in for $5. That's a great deal. Uh, the other show going on that night is a first-time show for More Than Conquerors events. You can go and like their Facebook page. And they are partnering with Superstar Wars Pro Wrestling. Uh, and who's who? they're also partnering with Lariato Pro Wrestling to bring in some big names uh, for Easley High School. This show was originally booked, was originally scheduled for the market at the mill in Pickens. If you want to know the story behind that, you got to become a patron. That's where you get all that news. Lots of news about this show. A lot of behind-the-scenes news about this show. And uh, this will be the first show at the new Easley High School. And I'm curious to see how they draw. Uh, they had a very good crowd at their inaugural show at Eastside High School. That was a fundraiser uh, there at Eastside High School. Superstar Wars Wrestling had to cancel a show last week, or, or should I say postpone, they had a show scheduled for the Spinning Jenny, and it was a it was a heck of a card they had planned. And now that show has been postponed to next year. Uh, they'll be crowning the first ever Superstar Wars Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion that night in a two-ring battle royal. Uh, again, this is an intriguing show. And it's going to be very interesting uh, to see where Upstate fans end up uh, that night. Again, Three Count has built a very loyal following there in the Greenville and in the Tri-County area. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see. I will be at Three Count doing uh, commentary and uh, checking out the festivities. So come on out. I would love, I'd love to see you there. Should be should be a great a great show. Uh, you've got Chester APW also running. Oh, I, here's the show I forgot this weekend, December the fourth, coming up this Saturday. Palmetto Championship Wrestling uh, will have the Thad Thunder Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, the winner of that is going to get a shot at the PCW Heavyweight Championship, currently held by Chip Day, who defeated Drew Adler. Drew Adler, two, very lengthy, 
very impressive title reigns. Uh, Chip Day, who really for the first time in, I would say, four or five years, uh, wrestling pretty consistently, very consistently, in the Carolinas uh, with PWX and also Palmetto Championship Wrestling. Uh, so that is uh, coming up this Saturday in Columbia. Again, all of these promotions, I encourage you, check them out on Facebook. Get all the latest information. I know I'm leaving some out. Here's some other shows that I'm looking for. Firestar Pro Wrestling recently had a brand split. I've talked about it on Patreon. And they're running uh, shows back-to-back weeks in their venue uh, up in the Greensboro, Burlington area. Uh, sorry, my North Carolina geography is a little bit off. Um, they've, But they, they just had this brand split. They just had a draft a little over a month ago. And I'm curious to see how it goes and how uh, what kind of crowds uh, they're drawing for that. It's a very unique concept. I thought they did their online draft very well. It was a very entertaining video. Uh, Brad Stutz hosted that and did a great job there. Again, there's a lot of wrestling in this region. And I did not know a lot of the wrestlers that were drafted there. Now, that doesn't mean anything. It just means I'm not familiar with them. And Brad Stutz did a great job of talking about uh, those wrestlers and uh, letting people know about them. So, let's talk about awards season. Uh, again, CPWA's coming up. As I record this, it is 7.07 p.m. We are very close to the deadline. And I'm going to tell you who I submitted. Uh, I don't know if these are considered nominations. I don't know if this is just considered uh, information. But this is who I submitted for the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards. If you don't know how it works, fans can submit materials. They can submit names, uh, much like a nomination. Uh, and then there is a panel that submits nominations. Uh, and then the finalists are tabulated from uh, the nominations and the certain, you know, who got the highest percentage of nominations. I tell everybody every year, it's a complicated formula, but it's on the up and up. Redbeard, Robert Truesdale has uh, set this up to be as legitimate as possible. And last year was all fan voting. And there were some, dare I say, some surprises with the awards last year. Some surprise winners. This year, back to the panel. Although fans still will have a vote. in. Uh, so if you want to vote, if you want to hear more, on Facebook, go to the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards Facebook group. Join the group. And if you're in the group, you will have a chance to follow this process and also vote uh, and, and, and cast a vote for the finalists. Uh, altogether, the fans get uh, one of the final votes uh, toward uh, the winners. I submitted several nominations. The first one I submitted... And this is something Matty G talked about and I talked about several weeks ago. I thought about Fire of the Carolinas. And if you don't know, Fire of the Carolinas is that wrestler that you, 
you're not really going to nominate them for wrestler of the year for whatever reason not a knock on them but also a wrestler that's been in the business been wrestling more than five years so they're not eligible for rising star this is in a sense the intercontinental championship the u.s champion of the awards and now i am i'm a stickler when it comes to some of this stuff i think when you're talking about these awards it's got to be somebody that's wrestled in both states especially the fire of the carolinas it's going to be somebody that's worked promotions in both states and had success and the person that I nominated, this is someone who has been a draw. This is someone who is a fan favorite. This is someone who has held championships in both states this year. He's held singles championships. He's held tag team championships. He's won some major events, and that is Big Country. Big Country, to me, 2021, and even beyond, even you go back, a couple of years, I'd say the last two or three years, Big Country has had a tremendous run. And he is, he would be to me, the poster child of what Fire of the Carolinas is. Somebody who travels, somebody who works multiple promotions, uh, somebody who's been trusted in big spots, and someone who has a very good following. And so Big Country is who I submitted CPWAs for Fire of the Carolinas. I mentioned the Rising Star Award and to me, this, again, you want to talk about Poster Child. I nominated, I submitted Chase Emery. Chase Emery to me in the Carolinas over the past little over a year, he has worked his way up. He just recently won his first championship, the Pro Wrestling Union Heavyweight Championship. He won that. You're talking about a young man who's a tremendous athlete, great athletic ability, amateur wrestling background, tough as nails, can mix it up when he has to, and continues to improve. He continues to improve in every aspect of the business. He's been successful as a babyface, and he's been successful as a heel. And he has shown he has the ability, he has the charisma, and he has the understanding to do both. If I had to bet of all the talent in the Carolinas who are not under contract right now, now, I know there's some, there are some talented individuals. But this young man is still college age. He is a young man. And he is going to draw attention. He's the type of wrestler. The world's going to be his oyster. And eventually, if he keeps his head on straight, and he keeps training, and he avoids major injury, He's going to have an opportunity to sign somewhere. He has the it factor. You add it all together, Chase Emery, to me, 
hands down, no-brainer, rising star of the year. That goes to someone who's been wrestling uh, fewer than five years. The other awards uh, I put in, the last three awards I put in, I, I really didn't have a grasp on feud of the year or ring announcer of the year. Uh, I think there's some good ring announcers, a couple of great ones. Um, you know, I obviously Brett Wolverton's a good ring announcer. Uh, he, he's kind of bowed out of these awards because he kept winning it every year. Uh, he's actually ring announcing less than he was. Uh, I think, if I'm being honest, there's some really bad ring announcers. Um, so I, I didn't put in for that. I didn't do for you the year. I did tag team of the year. Matty G and I talked about this. It's the Heat Seekers. I, I, I'm very curious to hear what other teams are thrown around. I got no problem if all worm, no soul. They've, they've won some championships this year. I got no problem if they're in the mix. I got no problem if the influencers are in the mix. They've won some championships this year. Chester APW, tag team champions. All three of those teams have had good years, but the Heat Seekers have had a great year. They have been tag team champions in promotion after promotion after promotion. They are, and they say it, and it's probably true. They're the best unsigned tag team in the country, maybe even in the world. They have raised their their presence in the Carolinas has raised the bar tag team wrestling. Now I know they recently lost the PWX tag team titles, which they held for a huge portion of this year, 75% of this year. They just lost them to the besties in the world. I get that. But they've held titles. They still hold titles in other promotions. And they have been in the picture at multiple promotions. And to me, that's why uh, you're bringing in. You're not bringing in the Heat Seekers just to have a tag team match. You're bringing them in to make your division better, to be champions. Um, so the Heat Seekers, my hands down pick for tag team of the year. My hands down pick for manager of the year. I understand Stephen Fry won it last year, and Stephen Fry is a fine professional wrestling manager. But Stephen Fry does not manage in South Carolina. He didn't last year. Don't think he did this year. And that, to me, is a big deal. These are the Carolinas Awards. And if you just work for one promotion, that's going to knock you down a few notches in my book. Not to take away from his work. It's more of uh, the quantity. Holy Toledo, these people don't know how to drive. Um, but Perry James, again, hands down, manager of the year. And here's, here's the thing. And this goes into wrestler of the year as well. Zuka King, uh, he actually won rising star of the year last year. Barely made the cut. So Zuka King was already on the rise. 
The partnership with Perry James allowed Zuka King it'd be the equivalent of of jumping double A to the major leagues. That's that's the difference it's made for Zuka King. Uh, Perry James is a tremendous old school professional wrestling manager. He gets the right kind of heat. He can talk. He can work. He it's just been a tremendous, tremendous partnership. And Zuka King has had a lot of success. And I and I don't know. I mean, there's probably only a handful of managers now in the Carolinas. And most of them should he, should not even be standing ringside. Most of them should not be uh, shouldn't be even happening. But even if there were a hundred managers who are quality, they're not better than Perry James. That's got to be Perry James. And for the rest of the year, for a lot of the reasons I just said, I submitted Zuka King. Now, here's the thing. Is Zuka King turning in five-star matches? No. But are fans in the Carolinas looking for five-star matches? They're looking for good matches. They're looking for solid matches. They're looking for somebody to boo. They're looking for somebody to cheer. And Zuka King is a throwback. He is a callback to the 80s. To when heels were heels. They weren't trying to be cool. When bad guys cheated. And again, Perry James just adds a whole nother layer to that. And Zuka King, Zuka King is a fine professional wrestler. When you talk about his fundamentals, when you talk about his ring psychology, Zuka King's the whole package. And Zuka King has been entrusted with main event spots. He's been champion in multiple promotions in both Carolinas. He's been a tag team champion. He's been, if you go over the last several years, he's been a tag team champion with multiple partners in multiple places. Zuka King has shown how versatile he is. He can cut a tremendous promo. And if we're just talking about who had the best year in 2021, to me, it's Zuka King. Are there other wrestlers that have had good years? Absolutely. Are there other wrestlers that have held championships in multiple promotions? Yes. But for my money, Zuka King, that's who I put. I put my money where my mouth is. I submitted the form, and Zuka King's who I put in for Wrestler of the Year. Now, I don't know if any of the people I nominated are even going to be looked at by the panel. I don't know if they're going to be finalists. I don't know. And that's the great thing about this. Here's what I'll tell you. And this is, if there is a weakness of the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards, this is it. There's too much wrestling in the Carolinas to properly recognize it all. At one count, there were over 30 promotions in North Carolina. 
South Carolina, I think it's between 15 and 20. It's much easier to follow. But there are probably twice that many in North Carolina. You've got all the way from Asheville down to Wilmington, North Carolina, the coast. And it's just impossible to follow it all. And unless you've got a panel of people who are scattered all across the Carolinas, unless you've got people who are watching the minute, or minute, that's not the word, the obscure wrestling, it, it's just not all going to be covered. And there are certainly, certainly, one of the big criticisms is always, well, these awards are PWX heavy. These awards, listen, listen. Can't say that last year. Um, oh, my apologies. I also submitted one other award, and that was for female rest of the year. And again, this woman has dominated this. Uh, this this woman has dominated this category, and that's Savannah Evans. And I've submitted her this year because I think this is it. Savannah has signed with Impact Wrestling in my mind. I, I wouldn't consider her for, I mean, even though she's going to continue to wrestle in the Carolinas more than likely, I'm probably not going to consider her because she is signed to a national contract. That's why I didn't consider J.D. Drake. He's working regularly for AEW. But Savannah Evans had a great feud with Suge Dunkerton, Suge D, over the PWX Pure Championship. Had some good matches, faced off against a variety of opponents. And really, I'm not a fan of intergender wrestling. All right? Just not my cup of tea. Not saying it's. I'm just, I know there's some people that love it. I know there's some, I'm going to get hate mail for saying that I don't like it. There's a lot of things I don't like. I don't like horror movies. I don't go see horror movies. Just my taste. Savannah Evans has been in, had to been in intergender matches so much because the lack of quality females in the Carolinas. Now, now listen, have the number of female wrestlers in the Carolinas grown over the last two or three years? Absolutely. Absolutely. But when you talk about, you know, where is Savannah Evans, where's her bread and butter? It's PWX. And that's a different standard. And there are a lot in this region, they're not at that level yet. And you're seeing a lot of the women in the Carolinas have to compete in intergender, ma inter intergender matches uh, because sometimes of the lack of female talent, the, the lack of female availability. So I'm not saying any of that to take away from Savannah Evans. She has certainly deserved this award and I believe, I believe that Savannah Evans' success has helped uh, the women's scene 
in the Carolinas. So that's that's also someone again who I submitted for the awards. Now we've got one month left in the year. There are a lot of promotions they've already had their last show. They're already looking to twenty twenty one, and a lot of promotions, several promotions. I know one promotion in particular. Uh, have already been uh, maybe not affected uh, wholeheartedly but the move by WWE to run most of their pay-per-views on Saturday nights has caused some scheduling questions for promotions in the area now that you've got WWE pay-per-views do you run on the same night if I'm being honest I don't think it makes a difference. I, I don't know that I'd run a show WrestleMania weekend. But other than that, I don't know that it's making a difference. I do think Royal Rumble, Survivor Series, some of those others. Listen, the, the, the I don't follow WWE anymore. And the people I know that follow it don't really have a lot of good things to say. And they certainly don't have anything good to say about the, the experience on Peacock watching pay-per-views. But as we get ready for 2022, there are a lot of promotions that do not have momentum. They have ended the year on a down note. There's questions. They've they've seen a drop in attendance. As we look across the Carolinas, um, even PWX had one show that drew under 200 people, but it was held in the same month that they drew almost 500 people and had a gate that was probably higher than four or five promotions gates for the whole year. What I'm saying is COVID has certainly affected professional wrestling. And people are still deciding where they're comfortable going, what they're comfortable doing. Another thing to think about, it costs a lot more to fill your car up with gas. And the cost of everything has gone up. Inflation has hit, except for the cost of a wrestling ticket. Still, in most places, for $5 or $10, you can attend an independent pro wrestling show. It's one of the best entertainment deals in the world. And I will say it, professional wrestling is the best form of live entertainment in the world. Nobody on Broadway hits each other. Nobody goes off script on Broadway. Crowd interaction doesn't affect what they do on Broadway. But in professional wrestling, all of those things play in. All those things play in and make and are factors in the end product. And so inflation is hit. Fam- families are having to make really hard choices. Wages have been cut. A lot of people still on unemployment. But the 
cost of an independent wrestling ticket has stayed pretty consistent for the last couple of years. I'll tell you another thing that's gone up. The cost of wrestlers. The payrolls of a lot of professional wrestling shows. When I hear what wrestlers are being paid now, a lot of them, they're making a lot more money. Sometimes twice as much as what some guys were making a couple of years ago. Now, there's a lot of shows that don't pay their wrestlers. Or there's a lot of shows that don't pay their wrestlers well. And if you're a wrestler, $25 in 2021 doesn't go as far as $25 in 2020, 2019. What people have got to understand and what promoters, what wrestlers have got to understand, they've got to start taking into account the new economics. And there is an economic system in independent professional wrestling. There's a cost to everything. And a lot of the promotions that have not been successful a lot of the promotions that are down in attendance, a lot of the promotions that are in the red, they haven't made those adjustments. They haven't thought through their promotional tactics. They haven't changed their promotional tactics. They're still doing the things that didn't work three or four years ago. Business, wrestling, it's all about adapting. It's about adapting to the current culture. It's about adapting to the trends. That's why I love about what we do on Patreon. Those are the things we look at. We look at the trends. We look at attendance. We talk about why a wrestling show can go from drawing 150 at the beginning of the year to drawing 40 at the end of the year, or even less. We talk about, you know, what does it mean when a promoter puts out, hey, we drew 125, but it's clear from the pictures they didn't break 100. And what does that mean? And we have seen it over and over and over. What does it mean when a promotion is sold? What does it mean when a wrestling school graduates wrestlers it doesn't keep them. It doesn't keep relationships with them. As we go into 2022, I am very interested to see where independent professional wrestling goes in the Carolinas and Georgia. I think we're getting ready to see a shift. And what that shift is, is I think in Georgia, we'll start there. In Georgia, there have been certain, shall we say, gatekeepers of Georgia wrestling. Certain uh, personalities, certain people who have talked about Georgia wrestling, who have said what's good, what's bad, what's indifferent, and over the course of the last couple of years, there's started to be a little bit of backlash. Maybe not publicly, but privately. And I think what you're going to see is a lot more promotions 
foregoing the gatekeepers. You're going to see a lot more promotions doing their own thing, doing their own awards, making their own buzz, and not relying on others to toot their own horn, as it should be. I think in the Carolinas, there are no gatekeepers. I think you've got people like me who like to talk about independent wrestling in the Carolinas. And again, most of my talking over the last year has been on Patreon. It's been behind the scenes. And I, I put my work up against anybody. I think I've done some great analysis. I, I've talked about things nobody else is talking about. I've analyzed videos. I've analyzed audience trends. I've looked at gate receipts from the South Carolina Athletic Commission. Because that's where the true story is. A promoter may say online, hey, we drew 200 people to this show, but he may tell the athletic commission that they only had 80 or 75 or so and reported a very uh, low number. Because at the end of the day, the state wants their money. The state wants their cut of what's happening in South Carolina. And the, the dirty secret that's not such a secret is the South Carolina Athletic Commission doesn't care at all about independent wrestling in the Carolinas because every single time WWE and I imagine soon AEW come to town they turn in gate receipts they write a tax check to the state that is bigger than anybody else is going to write WWE in 2019 for one show wrote a bigger check, paid a bigger percentage than most of the other shows combined for the year. And when you ask, when in the minutes, in the minutes of the State Athletic Commission, when they talk about professional wrestling, they only talk about WWE. They don't do a great job of keeping it up uh, keeping wrestling shows up on their website. And we already know, again, if you're a patron, you know this, we already know of shows that have used unlicensed talent. And where's the Athletic Commission? Nowhere to be found. Because those shows are not paying a big enough fee to even pay somebody to go down there and investigate. It's just not worth their time. I believe some agreements have already been put in place where there's going to be, shall we say, some fireworks in January. You've got some promotions on the way up and you've got some promotions on the way down. And every year there are new promotions that start and every time a new promotion starts, a new person is introduced into the pitfalls of independent wrestling. Anybody that goes into independent wrestling thinking they're going to be able to make any kind of serious money is sorely disappointed. If we're being honest, if we're being brutally honest, for most of us, wrestling is a hobby. Professional wrestling is a hobby for most people. You're making 
50 bucks here, 50 bucks there, maybe more. But for most, it's not making a dent. And for most promoters, and Matty G mentioned this, Feud of the Year, it, he said for Feud of the Year, promoters versus their wallets. And that's absolutely true. And I think even in the month of December, I believe some people are going to get a crash course in disappointment. A crash course in, oh my word, where did our money go? So as we look into 2022, I'm very, I'm always excited about wrestling. Because whether it's good or bad or indifferent, it gives me something to talk about. And whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, it's an escape. And that's what wrestling is supposed to be. Do we take it too seriously sometimes? Absolutely. And that's what keeps coming back. Keeps us coming back. Is when we get drawn in. When you're able to get in and build relationships and get to know people, it just adds a whole other layer to it. I'm very curious. Because I know coming up, I already know of fans who typically attend certain shows they're trying out new things and I'm curious to see how that works out for them I'm curious to see if they're treated the same I'm curious to see if they go from being hey this is so and so they always sit on the front row they're a good friend to not being known at all maybe the opportunity in the Carolinas and in Georgia is to be different the opportunity for a promotion in the Carolinas is to book a show that doesn't look like every other show. Because if you're like me and you see all the posters, a lot of them look exactly the same. And a lot of them look exactly the same because there's probably five people designing posters in the Carolinas. Five, not very many. But I will say, I, you know, most of the Carolina posters are, I mean, some are good. I mean, the posters in Georgia, some are good and some are, there's no middle ground. There's no just okay poster. Um, so, I would love to hear what you think. I would love to hear from you what promotions you want to hear more about. A lot of promotions, you, you can't find footage. Uh, you can't find results. And if promoters and wrestlers don't care enough to post results and tell you about what happened at their show, then why should I care? And that's the test for wrestling in 2022. In the Carolinas, in Georgia, and around the whole country, which independent wrestling promotions are going to make people care again? Because that's what hooked us all. 
the wrestling we grew up with, the wrestling we remember, the wrestling we best relate to, it made us care. And there is so much wrestling out there today, and it's not that it's all bad. It's just that we don't care. So what wrestling do you care about? What shows do you dare not miss? Who are the wrestlers you pay to see? Who are the wrestlers? If you hear he's within an hour of you, you're going to go see him. Barring you know, traffic or barring a uh, previous commitment, who are the wrestlers you would pay to see? For me, two names right off the top of my head, Drew Adler and John Davis. Two guys that don't get booked in the upstate of South Carolina. But the way wrestling works, if they did get booked in the upstate South Carolina, they'd be booked at nine different promotions in upstate South Carolina. That's a whole nother story. That's something for another day. Let me know what wrestling you care about. Let me know if you submitted nominations, if you submitted information to Red Beard and the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards. Let me know about it. Let me know who you care about. Again, if you want to get the dirt on all of this, patreon.com slash double dropkick is where you can get behind the scenes news. It's where you're probably going to hear some stories about WrestleCade this this uh, this week. It's where you're going to hear a special episode of What Did I Just Watch? About a, a match that was just posted on Facebook and YouTube. I'll be talking about that. Uh, you're going to hear stories from the vault. Rumors and news you won't hear anywhere else. It's the breaking news it's the stuff you really want to know, but you just don't know it yet. So, hey, thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Carolinas Georgia Pro Wrestling Report. My life's pretty busy. My life's pretty busy. That's why I record in the car. That's when I have time to record, especially when I'm driving back and, uh, and I'm in a long and I'm in a long trip. So. Uh, I want to hear from you, and I'm going to do my best to record uh, these podcasts a little more frequently. So, uh, thank you so much for listening. Thanks for your support, and we'll see you soon.